0: Hey guys, back on the LibFit Podcast today, eh? I've got Chris Wilson joining me, so I'll let you introduce
1: yourself. Hey, so um, yeah, I'm Chris Wilson, um, yeah, I'm a personal trainer here in Perth, and yeah, I moved to um, Australia uh, nine years ago, so I'm originally from Wales in the UK, uh, and yeah, now I'm uh, running two studios, Chris Wilson Fitness Studio and um, Chris Wilson Boxing Studio, so Yeah, Netherlands and Claremont, so it's keeping me busy.
0: Thank you, man. And what got you into the industry in the first place? Because you've been in for about 15 years, is that right? Yeah,
1: yeah, so I've been a PT for um, 15 years. Um, Yeah, I first started um, doing PT when I was um, in university, so that was like my side hustle, like my job when I was studying um, sports science. And uh, yeah, I've always wanted a career in fitness, whether it was going to be... Uh, like PE teaching or um, personal training or strength and conditioning, it was. I knew that I had a place in fitness, and um, I think it was mainly from uh, from a young age, really, because I played sport from a young age, and then yeah, I just really wanted to um, get into fitness and help people, basically. So yeah, it's been a long road, um, and yeah, it sounds crazy that when you say like you've been a PT for fifteen years. Um, makes it sound quite old. <laughs> um, but yeah, just, yeah, I just love it. I love waking up every morning and helping people really. Yeah, yeah. for sure man, I love that.
0: And yeah. um, what did you find was like, was there a transition point between uni and personal training? you like, definitely personal training, instead of going like more sports-specific with things? Yeah, definitely, yeah. So coming straight out of uni, um, I actually
1: landed a job with the Wales rugby team yeah. so I was doing strength and conditioning uh, in professional sport um, and I was still doing personal training around that um, but yeah, I was really enjoying the sport side of things um, yeah, helping athletes improve their running by yeah, 0.01 of a second is quite a big deal for them yeah, okay. um, but yeah, just later on I, yeah, I, I really missed working with um, yeah just people that want to lose 10 kilos or drop 5 kilos and just things that could help them like day-to-day um, instead of yeah being more sport, sport performance based um, yeah. uh, so yeah that really um, yeah transitioned me back into personal training and and then when I came to Australia um, nine years ago um, yeah personal training was the first thing that I got straight back into and and then, um, yeah, then just started building up a few sessions and then, yeah, built up my
0: business from there, really. Yeah, I you love know. awesome, man. And we've yeah. uh, did you come to Aspire first or was that?
1: Yeah, before that, yeah. So before that, I was um, in Cottesloe, so around yeah. Cottesloe. So I've kind of always been around, uh, like, the western suburbs. And um, uh, so, yeah, I started in around Cottesloe and um, started building my business up um, outdoors as well. So, yeah. Um, yeah, before this year, I'd always been doing outdoor sessions or at people's homes. So, yeah, a lot of my clients have um, like gym setups at, at their homes. So I was going, and I still do. I still go between people's homes, and then um, then I was uh, training people at like three different park locations, and then uh, and then corporates in the city as well. So doing corporate sessions, lunchtime, and then after work, and then I just thought, oh, I, I just need a bit of a base, like. Mm. I'm running around, my, uh, my car petrol is like, going <laughs> yeah. crazy and yeah, I'm, you know, racking up over 30,000 K's a year in my car, so yeah, yeah I thought this year um, it was time to have a base and, um, and also get, get a lot more equipment that, you know, all the fun toys out. And yeah, <laughs> especially kind of things like that. Yeah, because yeah. it can be, be quite hard to program Sessions, especially if you're limited to what you have at mm. uh, people's home gyms, and and what you can actually bring to them, because it's yeah, as most trainers know, if you're lugging, you know, like all these different dumbbells, kettlebells, yeah, 100%. bars, mm. everything, it's quite hard work. So um, yeah, I must be really lazy because like anytime
0: you know anyone's ever asked me to train at my house, I'm like, nah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, come to me, mate. <laughs> yeah. So you've got a setup at your house? Yeah, so I got, got a home gym. Yeah. A- so gym. yeah, that kept yeah. me going. Um, so yeah, to listen to this podcast and other time in 2021, yeah. uh, last year we were in quite a bit of lockdown with gyms, obviously. So yeah, yeah set up home gym and that kept me going through lockdowns. Um, oh, still so just yeah. kept running the business because um, it was still sort of outdoor training, um, mm. open space, and yeah, just keep going. Yeah. Yeah,
1: that was good. It's been um, it's been really good watching your journey because we obviously both over the last six months have um, gone through a little bit of transition. And yeah, for sure. We
0: both opened up our own spaces. This and, was sure, like the exact same time I saw you in um, Revo work, and you were training there, yeah. and I was like, oh man, yeah, you let me about opening up the studio. And I was like, yeah, I've got a space, and we're going for this thing with occupational um, yeah. uh, permit at the same time. Yeah. And like, bloody hell, go, you know. Council's not getting back to us, and eventually pull through, it all works out okay. Yeah, yeah it was a fun journey though. Yeah, it is. I, I think a
1: lot of people get put off by the journey. Like, and the yeah. the time. Definitely, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the timeframes that we had to go through with the councils and stuff. It's like six months.
0: Yeah, six and then months. And then plus, you know, once you get comfortable running the business, it's another six months. So it's like a year of like, then probably a pre-preparation a few months before that. It's good over a year before you can get up on an operational. Yeah, yeah. good time, yeah.
1: So yeah one thing I learned from it was like never to give up because mm. you constantly get those knockbacks from council and stuff as well like oh you need to have your acoustic report done or you yeah. need to have this done so it was it was um, quite good going through that process and chatting to you as well and yeah uh, yeah making sure that we are actually moving forwards and not um, <laughs>
0: just stuck yeah exactly not doing it yeah, yeah exactly no, that was like yeah, um, I don't know you like you're saying yourself, with you're going to quite kind a of few different locations for training people, so you like I need that base. I just personally, like, I didn't like um, quite overwhelming crowds. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't like crowd spaces, and being in any commercial gym at peak time when trying to do sessions, it's very crowded. And yeah. trying to get on equipment, and yeah, you, know, you get used to it after a while. It's still not something I like doing, so yeah. had to open up my own space just so I could have the space to train people. Yeah, yeah. and especially if, you know, if you are a slightly or a higher premium for mm-hmm. sessions, you want to be able to give them that quality yeah. of um, you know equipment variety and the space and the environment and the vibes and all that. Um, yeah, yeah,
1: definitely. I, th- I think that's one thing that. Um, yeah, like we do really well at the studio is um, when people come in for PT. Um, even though our prices are set a little bit higher, they they've pretty much got their own space. Yeah, like they're coming in and there might be only one other person in their training, or or it's just me and them. So um, yeah. uh, and it's the same with your space downstairs. It's great. Like you, and when I walked in today, like all the equipment's clean, fresh. It's ready yeah. to go. Whereas yeah, sometimes. When you're in the commercial gyms, you have to wait for your leg press, or so you have to yeah, wait. For there's the plates place, everywhere. So. And there's yeah, crap yeah.
0: everywhere. Bars left everywhere. Not yeah. all gyms, just some. You know, you walk in there, you're like Jesus Christ. Does anyone actually work here? The yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, it's been quite a journey, man. And um, so what's your what's your experience? What's your experience like working with the Wales rugby team?
1: Yeah, it was really good actually. Yeah, really good. Um, so when I was in um university, I started um, volunteering, so I've always been a bit of a hustler and just, um, yeah, just willing to work, um, and that's pretty much from my background, from, uh, yeah, growing up in a small village in Wales to then moving to the city, um, yeah, I've just always worked hard, and yeah, so I started uh, doing some volunteering with the university teams, and then, um, yeah, after that, I was, yeah, very lucky to get into um, professional sport with a club, and then and then with the international team. Um, But yeah, it was amazing. I learned so much during that time. That was probably a time that I learned more than, probably from going to university, to be honest. uh, working with um, coaches like um, Craig White, who is a really well-known strength and conditioning coach um, with the British um, Lions rugby team. Um, oh, right. yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's been crazy. Um, so, yeah, I learned so much from those guys, and they've all be, been strength and conditioning coaches in the States with basketball teams and stuff. So, um, that was an amazing experience. Um, uh, going through the whole periodization plans and um, programming
0: correctly, uh, yeah. I, I learned so this much. It's, it's so important. It's so important. People look at it like you don't really hear many. I suppose you don't hear really any coaches talk about these days, but you know, with the people who work specifically with athletes, how important periodisation is. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. And um,
1: yeah, I'm really grateful for that stage of my life. Um, and yeah, being with them in season compared to being off season and, and um, you know, a big focus in season on recovery after all yes. games and stuff. and. Mm. Yeah, a lot of people will... Uh, Such like, a gruesome sport, eh? Hey? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we, there was actually, um, when I was there, they were doing studies on the players at the time, and um, some of the studies showed that uh, after just one international rugby game, it was the same as going through a car crash, mm. um, the same impact on their bodies. 100%, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, so the next day, a lot of these guys, they kind of go walk. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's a big focus on that ice bath or um, in the swimming pool straight away, and
0: massage, stretching. Yeah. So yeah, it's, I remember it's crazy. Literally, because uh, I grew up in an all boys school in New Zealand, and one of the top rugby schools in New Zealand, too. So um, not only did you have to play rugby, you know, sharp training uh, twice a week or three times a week, then plus play on the weekends, you also play rugby every lunchtime, mm. and then also every PE lesson. So every day you were literally like you're in a freaking car crash. Yeah. And it was like just I've never remember not being sore. Yeah. you always just get like belted. And um, I was quite, I was about six foot three, but I was only about 80 kilos back then. Um, I was about 15. Where like a lot of the kids being New Zealand, being uh, from Maldi descent, were, you know, about 100 kilos plus. Yeah. And you just get, you get pummeled like every day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I know, I know that feeling where it's just like, yeah, everything's sore all the time. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Did you play rugby? Yeah, for about ten years. Yeah, yeah, amazing Yeah, pretty much from age, well, age. eight used way through from about eighteen. Yeah, yeah um, I was, nice. Once uh, finished up high school, that was it. I was like, fuck. I just yeah. something didn't excite me about sticking my head between another dude's ass every single weekend. Yeah, yeah. It's just sick of it. Yeah, because it's always a Ford, um, yeah. a you know, bigger dude. Um, so we always get put in four pack, and I was like, "Fuck, this is not exciting." <laughs> <laughs> I love watching it, though. Yeah, yeah. that's bad. Did you Did you grow up in New Zealand? Yeah, yeah, most yeah. of the time. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Yeah, so it was only last. Moved over when I was fifteen, so I played a bit for yeah. Palmyra. Um, yeah. Club, yeah, that was good. Yeah. Ah, so good. Ah, such a, it's such a full sport though. Yeah, it is. You watch it on TV people like, oh, that's okay. But it's like, you know, those guys average at 110 kilos. Yeah. And they're yeah. like running full pelt with each other. Yeah. And then you've got like three or four waddies in a tackle. It's like so much force going in. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. We, um, yeah, one of my roles was, um,
1: doing their hydration testing and stuff in the morning. And, yeah. um yeah, I'd have to like monitor the color of their pee and stuff just to um, see how hydrated they were. Yeah, that'd but be great. another thing I had to do every morning was weigh the players and um, yeah, a lot of the props if uh, a lot of the props were around 125 kilos mm. and for match day they had to make 120 kilo uh, mark. Yes. So a lot of the coaches would only play the players based on their weight as yeah, well. Okay, That's um, was I, it for balance of the scrum or was it...? Yeah, I think they know that their optimum weight. So if their optimum weight was, yeah, under 120, they'd have to try and hit that before the game day. So yeah, when your weight is that much, a lot of these guys <laughs> would just, yeah, go and have a shit. Like they could lose like a kilo or yeah, two. Yeah, Just from that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, obviously then, yeah, the, the correct nutrition
0: is obviously important. Yeah, at the rugby culture, it's just like you know, beers and just food and more yeah. beers, and more food, and yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's so funny, yeah, yeah, ah, that's interesting. What about you? What'd you uh, what sport you into in Wales?
1: Yeah, I actually grew up uh, playing like football, soccer. Yeah. Uh, so, soccer and um, cricket, but yeah, but be... cricket in Wales? Yeah, oh, yeah. Seriously? Yeah. One, <laughs> yeah. one
0: granddad, he uh, was uh, he's from Wales my uh, grandfather who passed away now but um, yeah real hard Welshman yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm a real old school you know type Welshman yeah, yeah definitely That everyone
1: is um, rugby mad in Wales it's yeah. it is like in our blood like the, when the, the Wales national team play the whole country stops and yeah. if you're not at the pub you're like you're watching it somewhere yeah 100% um, yeah but I, yeah I was just better at at uh, football, at
0: soccer, so yeah. that's kind of the way I like yeah, You don't look like you're naturally built for rugby. Yeah? No, no. <laughs> yeah, a bit. That's weird. I guess you hit years, like you're either built <laughs> for rugby or you're not. Yeah, slightly. Yeah, like, yeah, you haven't built smart car crashes every weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh. Yeah.
1: If I was playing, I would just be on the wing, just running it. <laughs> yes. so, 100%. Yeah, you and I have
0: some big dudes on the wing. No, England's yeah. got some big dudes on the wing. Very big yeah, guys. Yeah. yeah. These guys are weighing, like. Good weight as well. Yeah, like averaging like, like ninety five to like ninety eight kilos on the wing. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's yeah. a lot of weight running ten seconds at hundred. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, even, and when I was working on the
1: team, yeah, there'd, there'd be a few boys that might be pushing, yeah, one hundred and five. Like, and
0: it's a big weight to to big be thing. a winger and yeah, be doing those sprints. Yeah, old came Long when I, you know, Joe Long, All Blacks, was like you know six foot three, one hundred and fifteen kilos on the wing. Yeah. It's like running no. over his boots. Such a legend. Such <laughs> They're a like, maybe we're on a soccer game. Yeah, such a legend. Yeah. Ah, so that's another thing we have in common. We've yeah. Yeah. yeah, countries that are Wales. very yeah. Yeah. passionate about rugby 100%. and, and yeah. lots of sheep. Yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> a lot of sheep, yeah. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of meat I grew up on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that's good. So uh, what, um, after that, so you went in, you left the rugby and then yeah. went back in personal training in Wales before you moved over. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So it was still personal training. Um, yeah, in Cardiff in Wales, and then yeah, eventually moved down to um, West Sussex. So yeah, just below um, London, and yeah, then I was working at a. Um, uh, Is that the Rough
0: part of Essex What was that? Nah, yeah. no. This is a, yeah. This is a very nice part. No, it's It's <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so you got Essex as like the not so good part, and then the Essex though. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. There's some interesting areas. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Then I was working um, at like a health club there, doing personal training. It was like a quite like a private, exclusively club there. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. Then at the time I was just saving to to go travelling. So then. Uh, after leaving the UK, um, went traveling to like, South America, and uh, and then after South America, I went to um, yeah New Zealand, Fiji, and and then came to Australia, and then it was when I got to Australia, I started to run out of money, and yeah. I was like, well, I need to start working again. So it's expensive over here, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. expensive. Um, so yeah, that's when I started working again, and um, I actually had a ticket from Australia then back to Thailand and then back to Europe and back to the UK but yeah just ended up falling in love with Perth and the weather, the beaches. Oh, man, it's so chill. It's so just amazing. Life. It's just so good. Yeah, and Just seeing people out exercising at 5, 6 in the morning yeah. and then I was blown away a bit by like the free gym stations along the beach just all these little things that you just now that I look at it and I just take it for granted but yeah. Yeah, just free barbecue stations on the beach and like, yeah. and all these gyms. I was just blown away by it. <laughs> yeah, yeah so you wouldn't good. see that anywhere else, eh? nah. No, Not many places anyway. Yeah, yeah. you don't, definitely don't get that in, in Wales or in the nah, UK. you wouldn't get that in
0: New Zealand, god no. Yeah. People don't even want to go outside, it's cold. <laughs> yeah, and I
1: just feel like in the UK, people would just trash it. They would just destroy it. It would just be like a graffiti site
0: within <laughs> like a week. I'm say that. Yeah, it's crazy. I think that's what I love about you know personal training and coaching is that getting yeah. you back to, especially the younger generation, you know, if you train like uh, teenagers or people in the young 20s, just help them grow in their own way as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So what's most of your athletes and clients like these days? Yeah. I so like I've got quite a mix, mate. I've got people here that suffer from neurological conditions that struggle with walking. So just general strength condition, get their help with their nervous system, things like that. Uh, They've got clients that compete in national level powerlifting, you've got people that compete in bodybuilding, uh, bikini, things like that. Um, then all your gen pop clients in the middle, you know, yeah. kids that go to private schools that just want to put on a bit of size because they yeah. might be so behind in the growth compared to everyone else, things like that, you know, just get yeah, such yeah. a wide range of clients. That's what yeah. keeps it interesting. Like it is, um, As much as I have a niche niche, like, uh, like my marketing and my personal branding is but strength coach, which is yeah. strength, predominantly. Um, but marking that towards uh, you know, strength all starts up here. Yeah, it's, all, sure. it's all a mental game. So if you want to get stronger at anything, we'll put on any sort of size or achieve anything, it's like you just gotta, you gotta be that person mentally up there. If you can't hack it in your own mind, then you're not gonna achieve anything. So, yeah. yeah,
1: that's good, that's good. Yeah, yeah I think the variety uh, in clients is really important, like it's, mm. especially if you yeah, one well, like a long-term game in personal training is... Uh, yeah. Yeah, having a mix you Doesn't to work? everyone. Yeah, you have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do. Yeah, because one minute you could be 8 a.m. training an uh, absolute 22-year-old, like, weapon yeah. that just wants to get smashed, and then the next minute you're training, yeah, someone that's in their 80s that
0: is looking at building strength and posture I just, posture. just stand up without falling down yeah yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah so like it's I just crazy. want to stand up so okay, if I fall down I pick myself back up and like that's such a huge goal to someone in the 80s right yeah yeah. that's why it's uh, like a the danger they fall over and they break a hip or they break bone yeah you know, in training you know just general fitness they got stronger bone density Uh got more just push themselves off the ground and yeah it's so,
1: awesome I think um, being a coach as well is um yeah, what a lot of people don't see is, um, yeah, we like we have to work with so many different age ranges mm. and and be able to communicate and um, yeah share interests and
0: relate yeah, relate to people. That's a big one. Yeah,
1: it's a big it's a big thing for our industry really. Mm. Yeah, and that's where I, that's where I think you can start to notice the difference between some coaches that can do it and some coaches that can't do that long time, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, it's a bit hard, like I suppose a classic example would be the, you know, 20-year-old personal trainer that still lives at home, uh, yeah. does three or four sessions a day and spends the rest of the time on the beach trying to wake someone yeah. that runs a company with 50 employees and has three kids and wife and five houses or something. Yeah, yeah, it's Yeah, like, exactly. yeah. yeah it's yeah. like, he's like, oh, you know, you just try to finish some time to chill out and eat your food. He's like, fuck you all, bro, <laughs> yeah. do it my day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so, yeah, being relatable is a big one. Having life experience. What are are some things that you learned along the way that you would pass on to future personal trainers and coaches? Yeah, definitely.
1: Um, Yeah, I think just being um, organized. You you have to be be organized with everything from, yeah, yeah, making sure that you've prepped your meals for the day, um, but also, yeah, becoming a personal trainer, you're also becoming a bit of a PA. Like, you have to be so organized in terms of... um, your scheduling, like, um, yeah, I've really learned over the years to be smart with my scheduling and making sure that I I do have gaps in there when I I need that time to eat, or, um, yeah, make sure that I have time for my family and also have time for my own training and everything. So, yeah, scheduling's a a big one, because, yeah, when you're a young personal trainer, you've got the energy, like, you want to just smash out 100 sessions a day. Like, yeah. you just of to keep going. Yeah, but yeah. At the same time, it can, yeah, you can definitely experience burnout. Big you know, time, yeah. Yeah, I think you'd have to be smart with that.
0: How many times did you burn out trying to open up the gym? <laughs> <laughs> so many times, yeah. Oh, Yeah. Mate, so yeah. <laughs> it, oh, it's
1: crazy, because, yeah, you've, you've got... Spent, probably, like, two days on the
0: couch going, oh, <laughs> today's <laughs> a fucking off <write-off."> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, big time. Yeah. Yeah,
1: last week was just crazy because we opened the boxing studio and yeah. lead the, and the lead up to it you know you're still trying to train all your clients but then that little bit of downtime that you have you're running around doing all these other jobs yeah, and then you're putting in the hard yards to, to get the space all perfect for, for open and so on. yeah like someday I just crashed I was just like <laughs>
0: I stayed at bed for like right. 12. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just listened to my body and just... Yeah, You've got to you gotta listen to your body, eh? Like, yeah. Like you're saying, it's so easy to just go balls to the wall, but, um, you yeah, with sessions or trying to grow or organize your business, but you've got to have that time for family, you know, self reflection, meals. That's a big one for me because I, yeah. I struggled to keep my body in the shape I wanted to a couple yeah. of years back. Just because I wouldn't schedule in food time, I just eat whatever yeah. clients weren't booked in. Yeah, and I was like, that's fucking stupid because I just don't. I didn't say no to clients, so I just booked them in, and then you yeah. know yeah, you do like X amount of sessions in a row, you haven't eaten, and you're like, ah oh, well now what I feel like shit? Um, so yeah, scheduling eating time is a big one. Yeah, yeah. definitely,
1: and um, yeah, another one is just your niche as well. Like, you know, there's there's heaps of personal trainers out there, but. Um, yeah you just really have to follow your heart on what you're passionate about and um just yeah just knowing what your niche is but then absolutely nailing it and just going all in so it's very easy in our industry to be like a jack of all trades and you know one minute you're doing this but the next minute you're doing that so um yeah like when i was really trying to work out my niche for my branding and stuff at first i started off as like yeah probably like your kind of go-to person for like hip training i was just like hit. i'm so passionate about hit and body weight and that's what i stuck to i just just nailed that that's what i really wanted to do um and yeah i think a lot of people a lot of trainers can get confused on what they're doing and um, i think you just have to keep going back to what you're most passionate about and, and how you train as well um yeah a lot of the time a lot of coaches don't Practice what they preach, like, mm. um, and, and you're an amazing example because you, yeah, you lift heavy weights and then you give out heavy weights, and, uh, yeah. and that's the yeah. way it like should be. It's, it's yeah, it's <laughs> you, a you, circle, you
0: all <laughs> die together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know when they come and see me, they're get like, oh, that's yeah, just because I like, you know, I, I do it to myself, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, and another thing, that like, there's also um, still like a massive. Um, high um, dropout rate in our industry in business training like yeah. people come into our industry six months they're out of our industry yeah, and, yeah, um, like, I think it's
0: like 85% or 80% in the first six months yeah and then after the first year it's about 60% yeah, like yeah. so uh, yeah
1: it's and cli- like any business you just
0: gotta come and stay with
1: it yeah you just gotta stay with it yeah. and, and clients don't just come overnight like you have to f- foster that relationship and you, and they have to believe in you. And yeah. um, that's my biggest thing as well is just, yeah,
0: just being real, like just be, be real you. with them and be yeah. you. And, Cause your page, yeah. like your Instagram page, for example, is exactly who you are. Yeah. Do you exactly. know what I mean? Like that's why, that's why I love about you is like, you can see exactly what you are. You're authentic, um, you provide high quality service and you're a good looking dude. It's like those three things there, yeah, it's like it's just a simple formula that works well. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, yeah, and then just understanding,
1: um, yeah, understanding the brand really, and yeah, yeah. yeah. And you just, are your personal brand. You are your brand. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And yeah, one of the biggest things is just always reflecting as well. Like reflect on on your progress, and um, yeah, not everything goes right, but you're always reflecting and changing things uh, on course, right? Yeah, yeah. I yeah.
0: That. yeah. And that's uh, what do you think's been the um, like with the gym, uh, well now you're going gym, um, how, do you, how do you feel like going from being a personal training coach to being like gym owner? Yeah, it the really coaches, changes, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, you realise you've got less time for personal training, yeah. more time for operations and systems and all that. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. And then staff as well. Yeah, because
1: yeah. Yeah, at our space now we have um, nine coaches and it's only really a small space, but um, yeah yeah, it's a real change from going from a personal trainer to a business owner. Yeah. You have all these other responsibilities that you have to, To well, you always have them in the back of your mind. Like you, you've got all these overheads now, you've got these rents, you've got yeah, insurances, insurances, yeah. everything. Um, so yeah, it, it has, um, been an interesting process like transitioning into that. Um, but yeah, I love it. Absolutely love it. Um, I understand more now that time is precious more than anything. And, um, uh, yeah, I, I can do as many sessions as I was doing, but I'm also <laughs> able to provide jobs and, and sessions. That's awesome. with yeah. other coaches That's now, which is, um, is amazing. Yeah, other coaches on, yeah. All, yeah, because um, yeah, yeah, I still do all the little things. I'm, I'm folding towels all the time in my studios. I have to make yeah. sure that everything is is perfect for, yeah. for that client
0: experience. So, um, yeah, 100 so, yeah, Especially when yeah. you're know, if you're charging. Anything above the standard rate, right? Yeah. You've got to be able to provide that service yeah. and that quality. How have um, you
1: found like
0: the like, I've the, loved it? I've yeah. probably had more like it's given me more to do. Because <laughs> like it with you know, in person training for just over four years before I opened up this. Yeah. And I feel like I uh, kinda of peaked in person training, like I was maxed out sessions. Um, really like I I loved doing it. Uh, but, it kind of a, I bored, but I was kind of, I would not say bored, I need a new challenge. Yeah. Uh, and then i up the gym and was like, oh, I haven't work. I've got a reason to work till 2 a.m. in the morning and I just sleep four hours. like, get yeah. up and go again and do it the next day. And it's like, I love doing that. Um, where, you know, when you hit the maximum with personal training, it's like, ah, well, I guess i have gonna be at nine. Yeah. I've done everything. Uh, so, yeah, just give me more work to do. You know, just to do yourself, just a, just a friggin' workhorse. Like, just love working. Work yeah, like, same, yeah. You know, Digging holes, I was 18 <coughs> and underground power to being a personal trainer,
1: whatever it was. just fucking loved it, eh? Yeah, it's so, yeah. Good. It's so good, so good. And, and I think like, as a trainer as well, you're always evolving, so you're yeah. always evolving. So yeah, I've really enjoyed evolving into a business owner and and yeah, I think we have the personalities where we're always like, what's next? What's yeah. next? What should we do next? And, yeah. and that's what excites you in life. It's, um,
0: yeah, what's next? It's uncertainty. Um, yeah. A lot of people live, you know, one of their human needs is certainty um, and people thrive with that. And that's what keeps them in, you know, the nine five job for 40 years and they are just happen. Yeah. You know, if you throw out uncertainty or you know, you throw growth or protruding, it's like those three there are a recipe for people who want to be entrepreneurial or want to grow things or develop things and like move on to the next thing. It's like you can't just stay stagnant. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. What's next for you? Next gym. Um, yeah, nice. yeah, try to get one in the next couple two suburbs across. So currently okay, looking for anywhere that way, that way that way you the guys can't see around pointing, but yeah, much anywhere two suburbs out. Amazing. Um just get a space a bit bigger than this. So this is two hundred square meters, so try to get around three hundred square metres. Amazing. Um, and just link it up with the same systems. I spent the last couple of weeks just getting the systems ready to have a second location, so like tagging systems for the 20 yeah. crowds. So yeah, that was a, that was a lot better. Yeah. The, the company I was using, they're like, oh, you gotta manually enter your data. I'm like, you guys literally could just do it on your side. I'm yeah. like, yeah, but, oh, we don't know if we can. I'm like, fuck, him, I'll just do it. So, yeah, cool. yeah. after two hours <laughs> in the morning, manually entering every single member's wow. details and like, i it on to the new system. Yeah, it's all those little things that oh, people man. don't see. There, Oh no, God, no, no. no. They do it behind the scenes, it's all like a like third cup of coffee at like ten PM. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> here we go. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. That's
1: one thing I've noticed this year about um when you transition to like a business owner, how much more admin stuff you have to do. you yeah. constantly. It's like some stuff for websites
0: or photos or yeah. branding. And or checking things. like your profit loss and books, like yeah to probably check that more in the past six months i the gym than I ever did. Yeah. Well all my personal training. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If it, it, yeah it makes you more organized
1: and- 100 uh, And you understand your business better. When yeah. Yeah, you, but you have to keep looking at it. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, it just makes you realize like which
0: areas you're to pick. You know, things are, where it's advertising or whether it's like insurance, is like where the money's going and knowing like where you're going to pull back or where you're going to put more into because which one's going to leverage more time for you. So things like that, it's really cool. That's cool. So um, your members will be able to use both locations? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we've set up now so the tanks will have access to both of them once we get the second one going. Um, yeah. That's yeah, so I a, like, always do things a bit backwards so I'll set that up first and I can find in the second location go okay, yeah. from there. Yeah. yeah, nice. Is there
1: anything um, different you wanna to add to the next space?
0: Um, probably literally just a couple more squat racks. Squat That's racks, yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Keep it similar, because you know value for money in squat racks like you know thousand bucks. Nice. Yeah. And then like a treadmill that's, you know, a few thousand dollars. So yeah, it's like, if you have 10 tribunals, you could have 10 score racks. So yeah, it's like, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah exactly. It's so, like, you know, our branding is strength and performance. So it's like, not really trivial treadmill gym, not that commercial type gym, we're that more niche in strength and conditioning. So. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Any um any stones gonna be there? Any big stones? No, that <laughs> nah, <be? laughs> probably not.
0: Those, those things make a net sound. Yeah. Just because they are so heavy and when people drop them. If you've got anything other than solid concrete floors and rubber tiles, it just it's, breaks them. Out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we had um, we had run uh, a couple of, like um powerlifting comps and things out back and had photo shoots in the gym. Just uh,
1: just do something different. You know I mean? yeah, definitely. yeah,
0: Yeah, yeah, um, That's really cool. That's so what we've got, like, uh, we've got the calibrated plate, uh, powerlifting plates as well, yeah. which I don't think... There's probably only three other 24-hour gyms in Perth, or WA alone, yeah, that have back. calibrated plates. Um, so that's a specialty that we have in, like, calibrated barbells for the strength uh, powerlifters and things like that, yeah. so... It's just a good mix, because, you know, we get, like, you can go downstairs at any time, and there'll be, you know, it might be someone posing for a bikini or bodybuilding comp, and there'll be mm. someone prepping for, like, a powerlifting comp, and there could be... You know, someone in their fifties, you know, just learning how to live for the first time in their life, and it's just a good mix, eh? And that's, yeah, um, that's all good. Yeah,
1: yeah. How's the um, podcast going?
0: Yeah, podcast. Podcasts, yeah, podcast's really good, good now. I just, I, I actually for, for the first time probably looked at the statistics the other day, and we've got listeners in from the um, UK, then from South America all over Asia. Um, yeah, even people listening from like Columbia and things like that. Yeah, so you good. You can see where people log in on the different um, applications and yeah. uh, their locations. Um, yeah, get a lot of listeners from America. Yeah, UK, America, Australia, and New Zealand are the biggest ones. Yeah. Uh, we hit just over 8,000 listeners, um, which is pretty cool. So, yeah. That's so good. So yeah. Good. And that was just, you know, doing this, just interviewing people like yourself, similar interest in industry. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. it? So good. Yeah, yeah man that's it anything else you want to leave out for the uh, give up to so the people listening um,
1: well nah just just really just follow your yeah passion just follow your dreams and um, yeah, yeah just don't don't give up when you get all the setbacks really um, that's the biggest thing I've learned this year is that yeah there's always going to be setbacks um, whether it's going to be setbacks that are out of your control like yeah. from the council or or whether it's like oh this bill is actually a lot more than I expected yeah. financially, so there's impact there as well. Um, but yeah, just keep following your your
0: goals and, and your dreams, and just keep moving forwards. Keep awesome, also, keep the ball rolling. That's <laughs> it, love it. And for the people to yeah. find you, that listen, people um, that locally or outside locally, how do they find you and find your studio?
1: Yeah, so we're uh, our studio is located in Netherlands and Claremont. But yeah, you can see everything through um, our website uh, www.chriswilsonpt.com or on our Instagram at chriswilsonpt. you, man. Love it. Thanks for coming on board, man. Thanks, mate. Good to see you again. Yeah, you too.